Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm in Boston Scientific. We stream it live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom! We back, baby. We back. And today, got to move on to Minnesota. It's time to move on to Minnesota. We're going to talk about the Cowboys offense. Against that Vikings defense. Eight and one Vikings defense. They're on the road. They're on the road. But before we get into any of that, we hit the roundup. We got some interesting nuggets in the roundup. Dallas did sign a former Cleveland Browns wide receiver. And ain't that one y'all think, though. We'll talk about that briefly. Not too long. And I got a bone to pick with the Dallas Cowboys beat reporters, media, whatever the hell you want to call them down. I got a bone to pick with them, man. It's, I always joke around about if I had the badge and things like that, the questions I would ask would just be entirely different and probably get me kicked out of that room. But I got, I, got a, I got a bone to pick with them, so we'll talk about that in the first word or during the first word. All right, Bomb Squad, what's good with you, man? Bomb Squad! We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that that Antonio Callaway move in the roundup. Uh, I got some some an interesting. I don't really have an interesting take. I have a take on it. Uh, it should be a, a fairly cool, calm, collected, easy show. If you want to call in, you can at three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven. Like I said, we'll talk about the wire, the Cowboys wire, and then we'll talk about this matchup coming up because it is time to to move on. Uh, I want fortunately, I ain't gonna say unfortunately. Fortunately, it's time to move on. Get that stank out of our uh, our mouths and and try to you know figure out a way to beat these Vikings because they're on a roll, man. What is it, seven in a row for y'all, something like that? Uh, Shaq, I don't know if Shaq is in the building, but they they haven't lost in like two months. So, and you're going to Minnesota, and as you can see down here, we're going to talk about the offensive identity that needs to return versus these Minnesota Vikings and why they got away from said identity. So. Let's go ahead and get into it, Bomb Squad, and uh, get to this uh, meat potatoes of the show later on. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. Maybe more interesting than the Antonio Callaway situation is Jason Peters' situation. Hmm. Mike McCarthy was asked, was it yesterday or two days ago, why didn't Jason Peters rotate at left guard the way you know he's been rotating over the last since he's been here, really, since he's been active? And McCarthy said, 
He didn't rotate at left guard because the team has begun focusing him at left tackle. He says, Peters has been tremendous here of late. I feel really good about where Jason is. Now, squad. You know, things like this. Eh, it annoys me just a little bit because, <laughs> because what a, this is what we were asking for. We were asking for Jason Peters to work at left tackle. I, again, as a beat reporter or whatever, I would follow up with, well, why the change? Is there a is there something down the line you guys are looking at with Jason Peters at left tackle and somebody else at left guard? Or you're not happy with your left guard? Like, what, what is why the change? You can't say, well, Sky, you know, they, they need a swing tackle. You know, they don't believe in Josh Ball. That's fine, but who's the swing left guard then? So I wish they would have done this from the beginning. And maybe you have a, a different style of offensive line or, or you're getting in a groove from the offensive line standpoint. But I, I hope they ask him more about this. I'm interested to know what this means. Does this mean that they're preparing Tyler Smith to move inside? Does it just mean, hey, we we like him better at left tackle and he'll be our second, third left tackle moving forward? I thought that was very interesting. Couple moves in the practice squad. Mike or Mika. Oh, I always say Mike. Mika Tafua was released along with um, some other moves like Alec Lindstrom went to the practice squad injured reserve list where he won't count uh, towards the Cowboys uh, practice squad number. And they did try out a few other interior offensive linemen uh, for the, for that team. But the biggest takeaway from the practice squad signings was wide receiver Antonio Callaway has signed with the Cowboys. He worked out with Dallas about a week ago or about five days ago, roughly. Uh, former fourth-round pick out of Florida, speedster, 4-4 guy. Started off hot in Cleveland his rookie year. He, he did pretty good. But he's uh, also a hothead. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a, he was an issue. It is what it is. He's a problem off the field. And he got suspended a couple times, substance abuse, and wasn't great practice habit guy you know late to meetings all that type of stuff as a young guy uh had a small short stint in the xfl got injured and then he was with miami in 2020 and kansas city last year briefly on their practice squad so he's been active at least you're you know you got a guy who's healthy and active this one's interesting because this is a former you know Fourth round pick. A ta- he's a talent. He had some talent then. We have no idea what the heck he looks like now. But at least he's been been active. I, I don't really look at this as moving the needle, though. Um, you're talking about a guy who, okay, he's on the practice squad. I mean, let's be real. If, if, if you're looking to get him involved in any sort, in any fashion, you're talking about maybe two or three weeks down the line. So maybe he helps you out towards the end of the season. But you know, this is a guy that, that hasn't been in this type of offense, been around these these coaches, these coordinators, these position coaches. Um, so it's going to take him some time. You also got James Washington coming back here soon, which we'll be dropping the Doc Talk uh, probably today. I'll drop that Doc Talk today, tomorrow, one of the days, and we bring up James Washington. So you got James Washington coming back from injury. Antonio Callaway 
Does this stop you from signing Odell Beckham Jr.? I don't think so. But I don't think this would be the reason why you don't sign Beckham. There'll be other reasons why you don't sign Odell Beckham Jr. And it's not Antonio Callaway. Uh, but this is it really doesn't move the needle one bit. You just see what happens here. You just you're just gonna see what happens here. And that is this morning's roundup. What do you guys? What are, what are your guys' take on Antonio Callaway? Give me. Give me an emoji. Give me give me your, your feelings on the signing here. I mean, not a lot of people really are going to be familiar with this guy unless you, A, were a fantasy football player in his rookie year, uh, draft guy, college guy or girl, apologies, followed the Browns. But most diehard Cowboy fans that don't really look outside the organization, but who the hell is Antonio Callaway? Was a good talent coming out. Head case, though. Head case. Callaway smokes, thumbs up. Oh, well, Stephen White, I don't know. We're not asking you, Stephen. Everything they do is thumbs up to you, Stephen White. They do nothing wrong. Uh, a lot of eh. Michael H. Thumb down. Kevin sleep. Yeah, the sleep emoji is a good one. It's like wake me up if it if it if it turns into something. Intriguing. A laugh emoji. Lance is like, ah, I mean, I right. I mean, okay. What gear is it again? Exactly. <laughs> uh, eyeballs, Charlie G at, at Callaway. He moved warm. <laughs> Yo, Marcus. Yo, Marcus warm-ish. King says he has crazy upside. Crazy upside. It's 2022, brother. I think he is what he is at this point. Uh... Boring says Mike and Leah. Throw up KHY001. Damn, that's that's a rough one. It's whatever. Yeah, it, to me, it's 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 really not. It does nothing. You know, it's a name. If you're familiar with the kid, it's a name, but it's not a big name. Hell, it's hardly a medium name. It's a small name here, but I think they need to focus on whoops. They need to focus on um Fixing things in-house. Antonio Callaway is not going to do anything for you in this Vikings matchup. But Kellamore can help. And I went and looked at the Kellamore presser. I don't like to go look at the Kellamore presser, but coming out of this game, I thought there were a lot of interesting questions. You've could've, you could have asked Kellamore. Disappointed. I was extremely disappointed. I'm no journalist. I'm just a fan, right? Uh, who, who follows this team intently and, and talks about the team for a living. I had a pass one time. That's it. But I would love to get a pass after that game. And I'm going to play a quick clip from that presser that really ain't got much to do about nothing. They asked him about uh, getting Ezekiel Elliott back and what that means for the room. Very short first word clip, but then we'll talk about what I would have done from that question. But here it is. Whenever Z comes back, or there with what Tony's been able to do the last couple of weeks, is, are you allowed to do more with those guys individually and collectively now that you see more from Tony? I think the exact element of it uh, individually, you know, we feel great about both those guys, it'll be great. Uh, 
NFL seasons are long, and so uh, when you have an opportunity to have both those guys a part of it, that's excellent for us. And then uh, collectively, when we get those guys together, obviously okay. we can we can do some good stuff with them. Oh, so I, get I wasn't even man. They don't press him enough to me, man. It is it, he's become so good at saying nothing. By the way, absolutely saying nothing. That was the last question of that interview. Very uh, presser, very short presser. And within the press conference, they ask him some of the generic questions like they've asked all the other coaches. Hey, what, what about the miscommunication and this and this and that and that? They also ask him about, well, can you explain to us in detail the drive uh, in overtime? Third down, fourth down call. Then they moved on to something completely different. Why not follow up with, Hey, Kellen, you know, instead of breaking down the whole, the drive and the penalties and overcoming, overcoming adversity in that drive, why not run the ball in third and three? Not a hard question to ask. Oh, why not run the ball in third and three if you knew you were going for it on fourth? Because he brought that up in the interview, too. Nobody asked him that question. Another good thing to follow up with on the Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard thing, since it involves running game and rushing and whatnot. What was the thought process in the game plan leading up to this game that led to 46 pass attempts against one of the worst run defenses in the league? What was the thought process that led to almost 20 more passing attempts than running back rushing attempts against one of the worst run defenses in the league? And I, I dropped a video yesterday and I saw some in uh, some comments in the chat and they were saying, well, well, Sky, doesn't Dak have the autonomy to change the play at the line of scrimmage? Yeah, sure he does. I'm pretty sure he did that. I'm pretty sure he did that and he's been doing it since he's been back. But there is a difference in killing to a run and run scheme actions. <laughs> Run, scheme, game plan. There is a difference than getting to the line of scrimmage, definitely out of shotgun, and saying, I, I don't like this look, or it's a, it's a seven-man box or whatever, kill, kill, kill. We're just going to run the ball up the middle. And that, it worked. It, it had some success from the, from the uh, delay standpoint, from the shotgun run. It had, it had some success. But when you ask me that question, the reason why I bring it up is when you look on the other side of the ball, the Green Bay Packers saw a weakness in the Dallas Cowboys and said, we're not going to throw the ball 40 times. They can't stop the run. We're going to run it 40 times. With Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position. Another game, another example. The Washington football people. One on the road, like you, in the Philly, they can't stop the run. Why would we throw the ball 40 times and ran it 45 freaking times? No one asked him these questions. Why the discrepancy that's so different from the, the previous two games at home? You would think going on the road against a bad run defense against a pretty solid passing 
defense, by the way. You would stick to that. No one asked the question. McCarthy brought up, you know, yeah, there's run pass options. What? Why do you need the options? This is the option. They can't stop the run. Let's run it down their throats. We get into overtime. Nine-yard gain, seven-yard gain, seven-yard gain, 16-yard gain. Third and three pass. No one thought to ask him what, what what's going on in that situation. I don't want to hear about your high, low, stupid reads that wasn't working in that game. You were one for three or four during it with two interceptions. But yet on fourth down, you went back to a concept that clearly was struggling in that game. So disappointed in, 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 in the beat reporters down there, you know, ask the hard question so we can get a damn answer or response or something. Man. That's all. I ain't mean to get so fired up about it, but, you know, watching the tape and, and knowing you had a chance here. And yeah, we are, we got on a defense on Monday. We did. So it's time for me to get on. Oh, and finishing. You had a chance to finish. You also had a chance to kind of shorten that game. Hell, maybe if you run the ball in the red zone, maybe you score a touchdown instead of throwing an interception. I digress, man. I digress. It just It's just frustrating because it, you know the identity. You have the identity. You even have, you even know how to be successful within that identity because we talked about this. We've broken this down before. It's one thing to know what you do well and what you have to do, right? I'm sorry, what you do well. It's another thing to know how to maximize what you do well. Dallas has shown the, the ability to maximize that, but they won't consistently stick with that from game to game, or at least in these bigger games. And yes, this was a big game to me. In the playoff game wasn't a game getting the playoffs, but this is a game that I think could help take that monkey off your back and, 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 and catapult you to the second half of the season. Neither here nor there. I just don't understand. Go look at how Green Bay came out. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball six times in the first half, number one. So if you just want to do numbers, you can just look at the numbers and really threw it like four times because the other two were shovel passes that they were pitches that they considered a pass. Go look at how they, they came out. Go look at the deliberateness to run. The run scheme action. And go look at how the Dallas Cowboys came out. Shotgun run. Shotgun pass. Shotgun pass. Shotgun pass. Play action incomplete. You knew off the bat, right there, look right at Jesse and said, this is how we're going to run the ball today? And that's how they ran the ball. Shotgun. This is how they're going to do on offense? That's how they did on offense. Shotgun. Frustrating. 45 runs for, against uh, Philly for Washington. 37 non-quarterback runs for the Packers against Dallas. Dallas can't stop the run. Philly can't stop the run. Packers can't stop the run. 27 rushes. 46 pass attempts. Can't have it. I digress, y'all. Let's hit the horn. Pulse of the Nation hotline presented by the Cochran Firm. Since 05, Brian Pope and Larry Taylor handled the most challenging civil cases involving 
personal injury, wrongful death, fraud, truck, and automobile accidents. I can tell you right now, Larry and Brian, two good people that will fight and have been serving this DFW area community for a very long time. They handle all their civil cases on a contingent fee basis. If there is no financial recovery, that means they charge no fee. So hit them up at 1-800-THE-FIRM or schedule your free consultation today at CochranTexas.com. Nine oh eight. What it is? What it do? What's good, Scott? It's King Cowboy, man. What's up, King? Hey, um, I know we're trying to move on to you know move on to the Vikings. I ain't. We'll do it after this segment. Huh? We'll do it after this segment. All right. Um, the game. Of course, I was frustrated like anybody else with the Green Bay game. Um. I really believe, I know people ain't going to like this, I believe the game would have been different if 21 was in. And it's not exactly for what, you know, a lot of people think, oh, uh, punishing the defense and, oh, because Zeke is this and that. I think the play calling changes when Zeke is in there for Kellen and also a little bit for Dak. I think some of the stuff he might have checked out of, not saying he don't trust Tony, it's just a difference with Zeke is back there, and you know, I, King, I, that's just what I feel. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't allow you to, to, because I think this is again, I think this is fandom talking. I do, because he didn't have Zeke last game, bro, and look how they ran the ball. If again, they, if the cow about production. I'm not talking about production. Not about because production. I'm not talking about I'm production. Just, it, it, I'm not talking. Mark. I'm not talking about production. I'm talking about the way okay. they ran the ball. The way if okay. they would have just literally ran the ball in the and, and, and came out with the same run game plan as they did against another porous run defense in the Chicago Bears. I don't. It doesn't matter if you had Zeke or not. My, M- Malik Davis ran the ball hard and ran the ball well. well. Tony Pollard ran the ball hard and ran the ball well. This is no disrespect to Ezekiel Elliott. Would love to have Ezekiel Elliott, but he is not not even close to the reason why you won or lost that game or not even close to the reason why you ran the ball the way you ran the ball. There's no excuse to come out and be completely different in your run game process when we just saw you have success doing it a certain way the week before, man. I just don't know how Zeke changes that. Uh, uh, again, for me, it's not a production thing. I, think I didn't bring up production. I brought up no, the ability. Huh? I brought up. I didn't bring up production. Throw away production. Throw away the numbers. Look at how uh, they okay. ran in against the Bears. That was without Zeke, man. I got you. I got you. And all I'm saying is, and Kellen Mond is something different when Zeke is in there. That's all I'm saying, brother. I think there's something different. I think when he, when was when Zeke Kellen in there? The players, was Zeke in there last there? week? No. Okay. So what changed? What changed? I'm not sure. I feel like when Kellen, something about when Kellen get his little glitch on or whatever, whatever y'all be calling it, get, get his glitches on. I think if Zeke was in there, it's just me personally. It's a okay. okay here's your two reads: Zeke run left, Zeke run right. When Tony Pollard's in, Zeke uh, Pollard run left or oh, swing him out if he want to one with the linebacker, swing him out to the right. He might be able to hit something. Mm. That's what I think happened to Kellen Mine. That's just me. But we ain't gonna we ain't gonna harp on that. That game is fast. Blase blah. I mean that part. That part is fast. My fault. Um, I, I do have one more question before I hang up, though. 
Um, and it's very important to me because I'm curious. Cause I don't watch as much film as you. Where is where is Micah the best at with helping to run on the edge or at linebacker? At linebacker, Micah. just to help, just just to help with the run. At linebacker, like definitely, because mm. this last game he was there, and I didn't really. I seen him. Maybe he need more experience there because yeah. he hasn't been playing linebacker position. Yep. But, but I seen a couple plays where he missed. Mm-hmm. Couple plays where he looked, uh, you know, was a little like thinking too much. So I'm, I'm curious because it, it, I'm talking about everybody healthy. I, I know Bar was out, so he had to play linebacker. I'm talking about everybody healthy. Bar is in there. I don't uh, think Bar is. Clark, maybe just some, I don't think Bar ahead, changes my mind at all. Uh, he's not that type of game changer to me. But if I said this at the beginning of the year, you get me some linebackers, you get me some 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 dogs in the middle of that linebacker. Yeah, throw throw Michael Parsons down that defense end full time. But I'm not ready to commit to that because I don't believe in these linebackers uh, all the way. Here's a problem though: when you if you're going to play Mike at edge, then just commit to it uh, because you you can't do this back and forth thing because you you do need to get in a groove at some point. Um, and that's why I was I I much preferred him to be a linebacker that came down to play edge, not an edge that goes back to play linebacker because he can get a, in a groove at the linebacker position. He didn't he hasn't got a chance to do that at all this year. He didn't barely played linebacker, and they said, "Yeah, we're gonna throw you at backer," and it didn't work again uh, on Sunday. Yeah, you're totally right, and we see it now. He played what the most snaps all season at linebacker. He kind of mm-hmm. looked you know out of sorts a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's an athlete. Wasn't his best game at all. Hey, um, we got a tough game coming up. We're going to see what's going to happen. Appreciate you, Scott. Love the show. Mm. I'm going to holler at you, bro. Yes, sir. Let's get the Russell D in the building. What's good? Russ D. Hey. How so, you man? doing? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Real good. Uh, hey, good to talk to you this morning. I'm off again, so I was glad to call in. I got three things. One thing that's really bugging me, and I, I want to know what you, if you heard about it or if you – seen it there was a question brought up why didn't uh jason peters play in the last game mccarthy's response was we've been really practicing him at left tackle why that's my question why would he have that response with we've been practicing him at left tackle for the stretch run why now what do they think that tyler smith Hasn't done an awesome. I think he's done a great job at left tackle. Why would they now think about moving him back to guard and putting Peters at left tackle? Because he I hasn't been doing that. a great job at left tackle, but you know, but but he's a rookie, so he's great on a scale. He's been okay over there. Yeah, um, yeah, me, my, me personally. But uh, I don't know. That's the question. I wish they would follow up. Is what is the reasoning? You know, you're working Peters at left tackle. I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. And then uh, the other one was that um, too is Dan Quinn uh, was saying something about uh, I don't know if he was really leading on to this is what he's going to do, but he did lead on to saying that he will, he will fix it, he will stop this with the run, and he kind of said they kind of said something like to the point that he's going to give his blitzer guys less to do. So whether that's Flower, whether that's Sam Williams. You know, saying, okay, we're not going to do all these stunts That's anymore. exactly what I said on Monday. Yep. You you, you, yep. you, clearly can see that these stunts are, are opening up lanes and adding extra pressure to that second level for sure. 
And I had requested, and that's why I was shocked that Ghostin wasn't out there in this game because they're not. They do ask Ghostin to do some stunts too, but Ghostin is kind of a traditional five tech. He he doesn't have quite the built, but he can get there. But he plays more of a run defense, and he can do the two gap. I think we should get back to doing a little bit of that, in my opinion. But I, I'm with him. Stop the stunts. Yeah. I, I think you have yeah. a, enough playmakers from a pass rushing standpoint that you don't got to stunt so much. Like the Cowboys stunt, they're the number one stunt team in the league, and I think it's by a, a wide margin. I don't think you got to go that yeah. far, man. Like if you need to rush the passer and get pressure on a guy, D-Law can do it. <clears throat> Michael can do it. Sam, I think, can do it. Fowler can do it. Maybe you be a stunt Armstrong with a Hankins or Armstrong with an Osa, but you got guys I think that can get home from a pass rush standpoint. What's happening is they're guessing wrong when they're doing these these stunts and their teams are just running and they're getting gashed, man. So I'm with them. Relax on the stunts. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see if that's gonna work. I hope I hope it really does. Uh, I do think that they'll have a lot better performance against the Vikings. I don't see like, them giving up, even though they're a great running that's team. That's good. Like Green Bay. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then my next thing, my last thing is uh, in closing is that. Did I hear this right? And I, want, and I know you would know this answer to me. They were saying that uh, Dak Prescott in the fourth quarter with a two-touchdown lead threw more passes just in the fourth quarter than Aaron Rodgers threw the whole entire game. Is that I, I, I didn't know that, but are you serious? That's what they said. They said that he threw 22 passes in the fourth quarter, and Aaron Rodgers what? for the whole entire game threw, what, 20? Yes. And really, it's like 18, yeah. maybe 17. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's what they uh, were saying on TV there night. And I was just wondering, like, is that right? Is that true? I'm like, I, that blows my mind that we had a two-touchdown <laughs> lead. We threw the ball 22 times. I did. So, so let me be fair. <laughs> let me be fair. The two-touchdown lead is, is, is a lot of the indictment is defensively because the two-touchdown lead was given to them at the end of the third going into the fourth. It was a one-touchdown lead when the Cowboys got the ball back, but you still didn't have to press, in my opinion. I felt like you can get your best uh, long drive plays or whatever, running plays, play-action plays, whatever plays out there, and, 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 and succeed. I think they want eight plays and then punt it on that, on that drive. But, yeah. man, 20, he, he threw the ball like more that. than 20 times in the fourth quarter. Like, like you said, like you said uh, something like that's got to be brought to Kellen Moore. They're not pressuring this guy enough. He, it, be, these reporters should be all over him, all over him, making his day miserable. I mean, that's ridiculous, totally ridiculous. That's I can't get over that game. I just can't get over that. I'm so, so upset over that game. And hopefully, like you said, we, we rebound and get on the right track. But thanks for taking my call, Skywalker. Sure. I'll continue to. Yep. Is it, did anybody verify that? Is that right? Because that's crazy. Now, no, that's crazy. No, that's just there, there wasn't a point in time in that fourth quarter. I, I thought that there was just just immense pressure to have to throw the ball all over the, the, the field. 21-28, you're up. Even when they tied it, 28 to 28. I think the Cowboys had like three minutes or some chance and there was no need. And now you do got to throw it. You got to play your four minute offense, but did you? That's interesting. 20 something throws. That's crazy. Anyway, let's keep it moving, man. OGB bird. What's up? 
What's up, Scott? What's going on with you? Can you hear me good, man? I'm in the car. Yeah, I got you. I can tell you in the car, but you're, you're coming okay. through fine. Okay. So, you know, Green Bay came into the game. Uh, I guess their strategy was, um, hey, they can't stop the run, so we're going to run the ball. And they have a Hall of Fame first ballot quarterback who came off the field and, and cursed out his head coach for not running the ball. Yeah. So we, we went into the game going against the fifth-ranked pass defense, and their, their um, uh, run defense was suspect, and we decided to throw the ball. And so that just shows that, you know, it's a disconnect there in, in what we should be doing and what we're actually doing. And so I think what it is is I think if you think about a, uh, an offensive coordinator, and he, he loves that, not, not just him, but any offensive coordinator loves the label genius. You don't get genius labeled by running the ball. You get that by typically throwing the ball around, getting up these pinball-type numbers. So the Chicago game is hot killing them. So don't stupid. mind winning the game 49-29. to 29. But that's not the way that we should be winning games. So he's going back to throwing the ball all over the place again. That's in his nature. He also is trying but to in Chicago, uh, set himself up for – They only threw the ball 27 times. That's perfect. You know, the 49 points came because your offense was ultra-efficient. Then, obviously, your defense scored a touchdown. But when you Correct. throw it 27 Correct. times and you run it 29 times, that's exactly what you want. You know, if you're going to score six offensive touchdowns. I, I don't think anybody's going to complain about – Yeah, I don't think they threw the ball a lot in Chicago. I don't, but, but I don't know why it changed. Why, why did the philosophy change yeah. over the lap from the first two weeks with Dak back to going on the road, even in, in – in, Against the uh, Lions, B. Bird, they threw it twenty-five times. So they were. Well, let me ask you a question. I don't understand. I, go on, go on. No, I just don't understand. Well, let, this, this is what I'm. Tr- this is what I'm trying to get to. I, I don't know if Kellen is not trying to audition for a head coaching job. That's what I'm trying to say. While he's being an offense coordinator. Sure. He um. Is. So I don't. I don't know if that's what he's trying to do. Trying to showcase, you know, his skills as far as calling offensive, uh, setting up, uh, plays, you know, passing plays, and this, that, and other. No, I, I he obviously is, right? Um, and I, I have to laugh yeah. at, you know, if he's trying to, you know, show teams that he's a genius via the pass, well, brother, his concepts are garbage, number one. I, I just don't <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with the pass game concepts. I think they're they're just, they're just not that great. Um, but you can why not why can't you be Kyle Shanahan? Mike McDaniels. These guys are labeled geniuses not yeah. because of they're throwing the ball over the yard, although they can do that. They have, you know, Tua can do that because he got weapons to do that. But because their 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 scheme is so creative and 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 genius, and their run scheme is creative and genius, and they build off of that, right? So you know, you don't got to yeah. throw the ball all over the yard to be considered a genius. So if he's thinking of, thinking of it that way, in my opinion, that's flawed. But he's a quarterback. He comes from a pass happy, you know, background in regards to college. He he literally told us. It took everything in my being to not want to to not want to throw the ball yeah. all day. So he admitted to you, I don't want to run the. Yeah, it's in yeah. my nature. Yeah, that's his nature. Yeah. Hey, so so Scott, um, you know, I don't know if you've seen this stat. Uh, and it's not a stat, but it's just I can't remember actual numbers. But it said that uh, teams are attempting more runs and being more successful with runs league wide this year. Yeah. And so it's it's. A, Actually, it's a trend. Did you see that too? Yes, sir. It, it and it's something I noticed weeks ago that I was I was waiting for more data to come through, but it is it is here now. We're in week yeah. eleven. Um, this is the yeah. lowest 
yards per pass attempt since 1933. And this is the highest yards per carry attempt, I want to say, ever in the NFL. So yeah. it's it's clear what's working in today's in this game, 2022. It's clear what's working. And I think you're equipped to to follow that trend to have success. You just got you have to stay disciplined. Yeah. And one of the things that they said the reason why was because off defensive have set up uh for years to defend a pass with lighter players. Yep. And so now, you know, and this is interesting how that goes because it is cyclical, right? It'll come back around. Come back around. Start adjusting yep. the run defense. Yeah, come back around again. And it's, it's incumbent upon you to be on the, on the good side of that curve. Don't be on the back side of it. And like you said, we are set up for that. But I do have one question on defense for you. Sure. And uh, if you can help me with it. Because I watched Bosch show yesterday. Uh, I just watched it not too long ago. I didn't watch it live. And he was talking about Doris Armstrong and, uh, and that, that sweep and how he wasn't defending well on that. And he was getting outflanked on that. Uh, sweep oh, to the left. All year. Um, and he – and he was kind of getting criticized on that, but the thing about that is when they set up outside of you, no matter if it's a wide receiver, no matter if it's a tight end, that leverage is, is, is real tough. I, I'm thinking that's more on, on coaching as far as strategy, getting guys over there versus Doris Armstrong beating that outside leverage. Because just, it's just tough for that, for that to happen, uh, for Doris Armstrong to, be, to get around that guy who's faster than him already. And a lot of times on blocking, Scott, you know, sometimes it's not actually blocking. It's just getting the guy away, making him go around you. And uh, so I just want to know if you know you, any kind of uh, are you talking about, way we could combat that. Are you talking about like a receiver, you know, cracking down on Dorrance? Yeah, they said it's called a crack and replace. I know, I've heard of that, whereas somebody cracked, somebody else has to replace that guy at the defensive end and get his responsibilities. I guess that's what crack and replace is. They would say that's how you combat that. Well, yeah, yeah I'm I wouldn't. trying to figure out, you know, why, why, is it, why is it killing us so much? Well, the, the ends are getting hooked it just, or they're, they're, they're yeah. cheating inside or, or coming inside. And, and I think the Packers saw something on film uh, that worked. They're, they're pressuring that they did pressure the cornerbacks to come up and fill. They're pressuring these safeties to come up and fill. Yeah. And, and with, with doing yeah. these, these tosses, and these are strategic tosses. These aren't just, hey, we're just going to pitch it and we're going to send – a, a guard on the swing. No, these are strategic. They got wide receivers coming down on linebackers, coming down on defensive ends, and making your linebackers yeah. have to come up and fill. I can't, I'm not going to blame a defense end for that, but on just some generic, you know, wide zones or some generic, you know, tosses, there's been times throughout this year where these DNs are getting hooked or these DNs come up, fill, and then go inside as opposed to containing. Um, right. I think that Micah yeah. did a good job containing on one play, and but but because of the way they designed that that toss there was an alley for Aaron Jones to just keep running without stopping and impeding his um his momentum and that's not on Micah he contained his his job but there was no one there to fill so they they have to figure yeah. this out schematically uh probably more than just you know with bodies there's there's a schematic issue here man that teams are taking advantage of and that's, and, and that's what I was saying man I'm looking at I'm looking at Doris Armstrong on those plays and I'm saying, man, I don't care what defensive end you got in there. If a tight end gets outside of him and gets that hook on him, he's already lined up outside. If the tight end is not lined up on the inside of him, he's lined up to where all he had to do is go upfield and just get on his on his outside shoulder. He's already lined up on his outside shoulder. So I was just saying, I said, man, that's gonna be that's gotta be a schematic thing defensively oh. that that we have to change on that because we're gonna see that every week if that every if that's week. Occurring. I mean, you can hear it in the players. Hey, 
you can hear it in the coaches, B Bird. They're kind of talking about assignment football, yeah. right? And and if one player, yeah. because of it, it's it's this isn't the old school. I'm not saying old school didn't have assignment football, but because of if one player is off, that can create a a big gain or a positive gain. And too often, uh, you know, that's happening. But you said something, Scott, and I'm going to get off. You said something interesting just now. You said, I'm not talking old school football. Mm. But really, you should be because that's what we're getting back to. The league is saying that we're running the ball more. So we're getting back to old school football, to be totally honest with you. And Man. so some of those concepts have to come back in. And I was going to ask you this, and, and you can come, come in on this. I am a big Diggs fan, but they're running his way. And I'm going to tell you, this, they're, they're asking him, you're going to have to show us that you can come up and make a tackle. 100%. And so uh, I, you could expound on that a little bit if you want. I'm going to get off the phone, brother. I appreciate you. A- a- ain't nothing to expand on. I appreciate you, Bert. <laughs> B- that's not yeah. – Diggs is not a come-up-and-fill uh, cornerback. But the reason why I don't think it's cut and dry as as it's old-school principles because teams aren't running like old school. Don't get twisted. They're running. They're not running like 1992. Those linebackers weren't seeing wide receivers coming and then a tight end coming right around with it or pre-snap motion, one guy's going this way. No, they weren't seeing that on a consistent basis. So the, 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 the way teams are running is completely different. And you see more and more teams starting to incorporate some of what really kind of started with uh, the Rams. I think they took it to a hyper level, but Shanahan was doing it in Atlanta. Shanahan was doing it in Atlanta, and, and you, you're seeing teams sprinkle this across the league, and now it's becoming part of the rushing offense. This is what running the football looks like now. And the generic eye formation stuff, the generic getting a shotgun and just run a draw stuff, yeah, it work here and there. That makes it easier. But but the crackdowns with and then the pulls and the wham blocks with the tight with the wide receiver coming pre-snap and then a, it, it's it's creative running and I respect it because it's it's working. You just gotta figure out how to stop it. Gotta figure out how to stop it. Lots of callers. So I'm gonna lock this because we'll be here all dang on day. I we supposed to sit here and review. We supposed to be reviewing this Vikings game. Um here's what I'm gonna do. Real quick, take a quick break. Get into this Vikings matchup, and then we'll try to get through these calls here because there are a lot of callers. All right, so before we do that, it's a sad day, man. We're not undefeated anymore, but Fan Focus, Focus on Your Health is presented by Boston Scientific. In the U.S., more than 39 million men suffer from ED. Boston Scientific created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started... Go to edcure.org, take a quiz, and learn your severity or risk of ED. If you have a condition that puts you at high risk, you'll find customized content. The fastest way to find your best cure is to contact an ED specialist by browsing a list of experienced physicians in your area. So visit edcure.org, brought to you by Boston Scientific. Let's get right into this thing, man. And I might be asking you some questions, Shaq. Because this is just my observations, but you watch them more intently than I do. Let's get into this Vikings defense. This Ed Donatell defense. That's a defensive coordinator, old guy. Comes over from Denver, been around the league for a long time. And, you know, in Denver, they use that 3-4 scheme 
Uh, but he's been a he's he's played in or he's coached multiple different schemes in his time. And I know you're here in Denver and you're thinking, oh no. No, 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 no. Vic Fangio. Oh. Blueprint. Oh. It's not quite the same. Different personnel. Still good players over here. And we, we you look at them right here. Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, Daniel, Daniel Hunter, and Zadarius Smith. Good players, but not the same defense, not the same production. They're 29th in yards allowed per game, 29th in pass yards per game. But y'all know me. Yeah. Yards can be skewed, 8-1. and one, So clearly it ain't killing them. 16th in rush yards per game, 15th in rush yards per carry, 15th in points per game. So a very middling defense, but a middling opportunistic defense because they're second in the NFL in turnovers and fifth in interceptions. And when you put it all together, they're 19th in total defense DVOA. 19th. So it's a defense that you can obviously move the ball on. And when you get into the red zone, they've been kind of struggling down there. Now they had two massive red zone stops uh, against the Packers or against the Packers against the bills last week, two interceptions, but they had two massive stops, but I think their defense starts with Harrison Smith. I say start because he's been a long tenure guy there. I'm a big Harrison Smith fan. He's the leader of that team, and he's on his way to probably another Pro Bowl. Already has four interceptions, man. Already. So if you're going to attack that middle of the field, Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, and C.D. freaking Lamb, just know if you F around, you'll find out. Harrison Smith is one of the best guys patrolling the middle of the field during his tenure in the NFL. Once again, three weeks in a row, <laughs> I'm asking you to get on the same page. You, listen, it happened against Detroit. It happened against the Bears. It happened against the Packers. And the form, the last two are pretty damn good secondaries, and you got bit. Don't, don't F around and find out here. Please get on the same page or get rid of that damn play or send another receiver to do that specific play. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Can't get fooled again. I digress. This is frustrating. Harrison Smith will make you pay. Patrick Peterson is also coming around in Minnesota. You know, he leads the team in pass breakups. He had two interceptions uh, last week. Two massive interceptions. Huge interceptions. You know, people... Listen, I ain't going to turn this into a Dak Prescott, Josh Allen thing, but Josh Allen is so reckless. We we get at Dak. We get on Dak for missing throws because we, this is, listen, it's our team. Bro, Josh Allen is reckless. Hell, we lucky. They lucky he can run because, man, he's been piss poor throwing the ball over the last like four games or whatever it's been. But anyway, he threw two terrible interceptions to Patrick Peterson. Um, Peterson's been good over there. Uh, if, if, if it was me, I'd, I'd pick on the opposite guy from, from Peterson. You know, that, that's, that's just me. Yeah, that's not who we want, man. We don't want, we don't want these guys. We want these guys. There we go. 
But I'd pick on whoever is opposite of, of Peterson. And they got a cat over there. Uh, what is it? Evans. I don't know if he's going to play. He had a concussion. Maybe Shaq will let me know. He had a concussion. And then they brought in Andrew Booth Jr. If you are a, a draft guy, that name would sound familiar. He came and got his first action. So find a mouse in the house and pick on him. Again, a copycat league. I mean, this is this is obvious stuff to me. But Aaron... Aaron Rodgers didn't say we're going to attack Trayvon Diggs. No. He won that A.B. Kelvin Joseph, Deron Bland. And that give you an advantage. Peterson didn't travel much at all in that game, so he's going to stay on the defense's left side, quarterback's right. We'll send C.D. Lamb to the other side. Now let C.D. Lamb go to work over there, away from the, the deep middle of the field. So find that mouse and house and work on it. But Their defense in general starts with that man right there. Well, those two men, I should say. Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter. If you've been following this channel since the beginning of, of this year, you know how big I was on both of these guys. Oh, but guys, Zadarius got hurt. I want to pay him money. Why? He's a beast. And he's eating. Oh, but Scott, Daniil Hunter, you know, he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. But when he gets healthy, when he plays, he's a beast. And they're beasting. Combined, they got 15 and a half sacks, 26 quarterback hits, man. And Smith has been everything the Vikings could have wanted and more. He got nine and a half sacks, 14 tackles for loss, 17 quarterback hits. He's just been really good for them. And they move him around, you know. And I'm going to be real interested to see this matchup between Smith and Tyler Smith. Zaria Smith, Smith on Smith crime. Because he's a five-tool rusher. I, I truly believe Zadarius is a five-tool rusher. And what makes him such a five-tool rusher is that he can stand up and move around. He can he can get you with speed. He's not a speed guy, but he can get upfield quick. He got counters. He's got technique, and he's got power. He's a five-tool guy. Daniil Hunter, he's been a beast since day one. Now, Terrence Smith had a, or Terrence Smith. Terrence still had a lot of success against him last year. In fact, it you know I put that game in my highlight package for Terrence Steele. He played well against them. Uh, but they're going to move those guys around, man. They're going to stand them up. They're going to put their hands in the dirt. And they're going to they're going to try to get the best advantage possible. Uh, and if you, you know, you're just going to throw the ball over the park, they'll get home. They'll get home. So it's going to be paramount to at least get back to your identity of running the ball. They're very middle of the road run defense. Very middle of the road. Uh, I don't know if Dalvin Thomason's going to play. He's been out the last few weeks with a calf injury. If he plays, that makes it a bit tougher. But if not, then you have an advantage on the interior, in my opinion. Now, they got off to a rough start against that Bills offense from a running standpoint. But then they tightened up later on in that game. I just didn't like how the Bills ran against them. A whole lot of shotgun. Run. I mean, it felt like that entire game was out of shotgun for the Bills. And Josh, Josh Allen did the most damage on the ground against them last week. But on that second level, I don't have these guys up here, but damn it, they're very important to this defense, and they're pretty good. Uh, Kendricks and Hicks, and, and we are familiar with both of those guys. Kendricks has been a thorn in our side for years, and Hicks has made a few big plays of his own. You know, He, he ended Tony Romo's season uh, some years ago and made some plays. I think he had the pick against... Oh, no, that might be too long. Damn, Hicks been in the league for a minute. Huh. Anyway, 
but that's a good duo right there, but good enough for me not to run on him? No, I'm still going to run. No Thomason, regardless, honestly, I don't care, Thomason or not, Hicks, Kendricks or not, run the ball, get run action, and come off of that. You want to get in shotgun all day against these guys? Be my guest. But Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith will pin their ears back and they'll come after you. And when they do that, Patrick Peterson's going to be a bit aggressive. Now, you can get him on some doubles. I saw him get got by Gabe Davis in that game. And maybe he got bored, I don't know, and, and, and try to get aggressive. But you can get him with a double move. But Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, they'll take advantage of you guys if, if, you, if the pass rush gets there. They got seven interceptions between them. So middling defense, opportunistic. How's that sound, Shaq? Did, did I get you guys about right there? I know I'm probably missing some. You know how we got the Dorrance Armstrongs of the world. There's probably a Dorrance Armstrong on that team that I'm not talking about. But uh, I feel like that's what y'all are. A middling defense, but very opportunistic to have two dudes as pass rushers. And if they are causing havoc, you got two dudes that can get the ball uh, via interception. Tell you what, Flo said Tyler better be locked in this week. I'm I'm curious if, if this is one of those weeks where if Tyler struggles, do they look? Nah, maybe I'm getting it for it. I know nothing about if this is happening, but just the fact that they move Peters back to left tackle is interesting. And, um, Tyler's been okay over there. I, a lot of penalties. He, he's had about 10 or 11 penalties calling him. Eight have been accepted. It's a lot. You're on track for about 15. Uh, four sacks. We talked about the sacks. It's been a couple games since he's given up one, and, and and he's given up multiple pressures a game. And coming at weird times, too, you know, the, the, the pressure that he gave up at the end of the game is what didn't allow Dak to kind of step up and run. Um, and, but the same thing with Connor McGovern. I don't know what Connor McGovern and Tyler Biotis were doing. I just don't get it. <laughs> Let's win this for Anthony Barr. <laughs> I want, you know, I think Barr probably going to come back. Yeah, Russ, we will get to their offense tomorrow, but their defense is, is you, you can, you can move the rock on this defense. And then when you get into the red zone, they're one of the worst red zone teams in the league. Teams are scoring on 72% of their red zone ops. And But last week, again, that's why it's week-to-week league. Last week, we suck in the red zone, right? Two biggest red zone drives. They got interceptions. So, week-to-week league. Shaq said, let me know if you want to call in, Shaq, because I'd love to hear from you for, about this game, man. But let's get through these calls, man. Um, y'all know me. I, I I will engage with you, and we'll, we'll have conversations. But let's try to not have a lot of points here. Let's have a point or two, but and then let's let's talk about that and keep it moving because there are a lot of calls. Uh, Nacho, what's up? My man, how you doing? Um, hey, listen, uh, I was deep into my Johnny Blue and Henny uh, mm. with that loss. Uh that was a that was a heartbreaker, uh, and it was unfortunate. Um, you know, and, and and it was one of those where we've talked about how I was always concerned about Kellen Moore, especially when Dak came back, in terms of going back to that past happy. 
you know, especially when we're up by 14 and going into the fourth quarter, you know, that, and, and, and we were running the football yeah. fairly well, but yeah, we got away from it. Um, I heard something this, uh, I think, was it yesterday? I was in an interview. I think it was uh, uh, Diggs. I don't know if you've, if you've heard. I think he was with RJ Ochoa. He said something that really, it, 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 it's moving to me. He said, that loss to the Packers for us. Huh? That Diggs said, that loss to the Packers happened to us, but it happened for us. Meaning like, he, I, I don't know if it's him thinking that, the, the team as a whole, that loss to the Packers, uh, Trayvon Diggs was expressing that that loss to the Packers happened for us. So I'm hoping that now as we, as we, as we look forward to it, I thought that game was so full of emotions and passion where the team really wanted this big game for the coach, for the coaches. Uh, I had heard about McCarthy waking up at 4 in the morning, uh, the, the, the morning of, going to Starbucks two or three, three times. The team was out. We had Aaron Rodgers on a five-game. You knew he was going to play his best. Um, and I hope now we can play some football. Let's get that, that emotional big – I don't know. I just felt like that. I was more – more scared of playing Green Bay at Lambeau Field than I am playing the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday. What do you think? I don't like to use the word scared, and you know I live week to week, so I I've actually was talking more about this Vikings game. When I say more about, I shouldn't say more about, but I mean this team is eight and one. I, I don't. The Packers were ripe for the picking. You were up by fourteen on the Packers, man. I, I felt good about that game because they they lacked what you did well. Uh, and you you were up 14, you know. This, this Vikings team has been a resilient bunch all year. So you get into a battle with them, they they know how to come out of it. They got ton of talent. So, I mean, you can say you're not worried about them as much as the other team, but you better be worried about them because they're the, they're the opponent this week. They're 8-1. and one. They got a ton of talent on that team. So, you know, it, it's, it's the next big game, you know, and, and they are a better team than the Packers. So, yeah, that's just my thought. But appreciate you calling in, Nacho. Got to keep it moving. All right, my man. All right, you have a good day. You as well. CG, what's up, man? What's going on, boss man? How you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm all right. I can't call it. I can't call it. So, look, real quick. I feel like we have to play complimentary football all the way around, right? We, we have to figure out this run game that's on the coaches. Um, like Michael was saying, it's assignment football. I think there's one player that's constantly late to the assignment on defense, though, and that's causing the play to go the extra three or four yards, and that's LVE. He's always late. I'm going to say that every time I call in. <laughs> He's always late to all the plays. And then there was a couple of plays. If you watch the film, right, we've been watching a couple of film breakdowns, and he before the play, he's moving people are trying to move them into position, and he's literally moving them out of the position. Literally. Mm-hmm. I it, I don't get it. He did that a couple of times to Damone Clark, and he did that a couple of times to uh, Michael Parsons. And personally, if we move LVE to the sideline and let Michael Parsons and let Damone Clark 
and you can either put Cox back there, bring down another safety. I think that has solved the run issue because you have more athletes to actually run to the ball mm. and, and actually fit into their zones. That's just me. Um, and then on offense, and I, I'm a, I know you got a lot of calls, so I'm going to let you slide. But on offense, we don't – Kellen Moore is a play caller. He's not an offensive coordinator. There's no way I'm still asking C.D. Lamb to go across the middle, the deep middle. I don't get that. If he's if he's not doing it right three weeks in a row, <laughs> why are we continually asking him to do it? Oh gosh, that's so frustrating, bro. And then he, to do it in the, in the in the in the in the crunch time of the game. In the, in the crunch time of the game, an offensive coordinator would never do that. Now, a play caller, yeah, I'm gonna do that. A play caller, oh, we have these. We have these concepts, these principles. That's that Jason Garrett mess, and I'm over it. Get the playmakers the ball with doing the best things they do, and we're good. Now, I give them credit, though. That first touchdown, that whole drive, that was the best play calling I have ever seen from Kelly Moore. That first drive, it was what, like six, 16 plays, 17 plays, 80-something yards? That he had them all off balance. That wasn't the best. He, he I, I think his best game was in that Giants game, but but also the Bears were, was great too. But anyway, I'm not. Now, I'm not saying overall game. I'm saying that driving is so. Oh, I've, I've seen better drives. That's what I'm saying. You've seen better drives. Okay, yes. I give yeah, you that. That that first touchdown drive though. If we would have done that all game, we would have been there. We was in twelve. We was in thirteen. We was in twenty two. But once every single time he goes shotgun. I shake my head because that's where that's where he is. That's where his heart is. He needs to be somewhere else, though. I hope and pray he gets another job. If Mike McCarthy get fired, I think Dan Quinn would bring Mike McCarthy back as the offensive coordinator. But <laughs> but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and let you go. We again, we have to play complementary football. We have to run the ball. We have to run with a purpose, like you say, run with a purpose. And that's when we're back to you, brother. You're coming, you, you speak, you're going in circles. In closing. In closing, in closing. We, we need, if, if we want to win, we got to stay in 12, 13, and 22. Personnel. Yeah, well, yeah, 12, 12 personnel is your most successful. 11 is second. You can be in 11. You just got to, you can't just throw out of it all the time in shotgun, but that's neither here nor there. Appreciate you, CG. Hey, no problem. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Good show. Thank you, man. Let's get Los in the building in 910. Yo. What's up, man? Sky, it's me, Los. Yeah, I said, let's get Los in the building. What's up, Los? <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you said 910. Oh, come on, man. Hey. Nah, 910's uh, next. Real quick. Okay, gotcha. All right. Hey, Cowboys and Prosperity, man. It seems like when there's an opportunity to prove yourself, big game moment, and it just seems Cowboys aren't mentally ready in-game. And there's a lot of highs and lows to this game from the Green Bay, but the lows cost you majorly from the round concept, CD, Schultz running by each other, a Kellen Moore specialty because he has shown since last year putting wide receivers right by each other. The reason that is, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. We showed it, I think, in the, in the, uh, the Tampa Bay game. Like you had Schultz and CD just by each other a few times in that game, and you had it a bunch in in against the Packers. I I just don't get the concepts. I don't get it at all. And Kurt Warner broke it down and was like, a lot of these concepts, uh, I forget what the term he used. I have to go back and look at it. But 
it just he, he it doesn't make sense. He kept saying, "What are we doing? Like, why why are we running this concept?" But go ahead. Exactly. So, and then this defense giving up three touchdowns to Watson, two or three yards to rushing, and if that doesn't sound familiar, it's it is because Rams used that same scheme that whooped us in the playoffs, the same type of concept because they had the backs to do it, and they gashed you defensively on the run game. And to close, Sky, this Viking Cowboys game should be a test to how we measure up against this so-called NFC contenders. However, I believe I will not be surprised if we make Kirk look like Kirk and we click on all phases of the game. Because, you know, it's, I don't know, it's an on-and-off thing for Cowboys. I know, and I'm not, I, I haven't know clicked I'm on all phases all year, so I hope you're right. And I know I'm looking ahead, Sky, but these next few weeks, all the teams we're facing have an identity, and that's what the Vikings this week, and that's running the ball. So it's going to be a huge step up for Kellen to be disciplined in the run scheme if if you know, if we fall behind in the score, which he has shown the ability to call good run schemes at times. But where does that go? Who knows, right? And the cow and the Cowboys defense. Stop the run, we'll see, starting with Cook this week. I won't be surprised if they attack us in play action because, man, I won't be surprised. That, that is their – we'll talk about it tomorrow. That is definitely their identity. They will 100% play action and boot you to death. Exactly. And what I saw from Anthony Brown, you know, against Green Bay and these, and these corners, they're going to test you. And I'm going to just say how it is. We all saw that catch on Justin Jefferson. Hey, you so one-on-one, wrap it up. You know he's going to get that walk through. So that's all I got to say, Skyler. All right, right man. Up. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, nine one zero. What it is? What it do? What's up, Sky? Oh, Miss Queen. What's goody? Um, <laughs> uh, nothing and everything. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they um, Kevin Moore once again. I talked to talked to you and I talked to Vach about this already. Kevin Moore in these types of games. With with uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, he need they need to give him some salt, Peter, because he gets a hard on. Oh Lord! And he wants to. And one nut is not enough. He wants to keep busting nuts. Oh Lord! He, that, that's what the pass is to him. Mm. A nut. <laughs> and, yeah. We've been, we a... have been shown that, that when we run the ball, that we win games. <laughs> that should not have been throwing 46 passes. 26 passes in the fourth quarter. It's nuts. What kind of shit is that? It's nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Everybody saw that. So they need to get him some salt, Peter. So that, that thing can lay out. You're right, Queen. You are absolutely right. 
he he always trying to prove himself against these high flying uh you are quarterbacks and these, these these quarterbacks that he's doing this with are playing the game that we're supposed to be playing. Aaron Rodgers even yelled at his coach and told him to run the fucking ball. You ain't lying. Hey, Queen, I appreciate I, I, I appreciate the passion because you're not lying about this. This is absolutely right. And I'm going to go into detail a little bit more on that. Thank you, Queen. You're welcome. See you later, Star. Mm. That was Queen, y'all, presented to you guys by Boston Scientific. <laughs> Holy smokes. She ain't lying. Look at this. 42 pass attempts. Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when you were running the ball with some success uh, with Tony Pollard, or sorry, Ezekiel Elliott in that game. 46 pass attempts against the Packers, who are terrible run defense. And <laughs> that's Queen and Sky. <laughs> who was a terrible run defense? You were averaging like 6.4 yards per carry between your running backs. So, yeah, for whatever reason, man. When we get into these games against these these type of cues, Kellen and Dak would have thrown that ball around. Ah, man, no. You do what's most conducive to you winning. Winning? Man, that was some fire. She said, passing a ball is like not Kellen Moore. Oh, do I still have? Oh, I don't got it. Oh, y'all lucky I ain't got it. Because just look at his... See, let me see. Nope, that's not the one. That's not the one. I don't got it. Oh man, because if you look at his face when he when they asked him about, you know, against the against the uh, Washington football people, you know, your running game wasn't working too well, but you stuck with it. You know, how was the progress as a play caller? He was like, oh man, but I really wanted to throw the, I really wanted to throw the ball. Probably busting that right there, but. She ain't lying. God, that was good. Shout out to 717. What up? What's going on, Sky? This is extra toxic Tom Downey burner account. Oh, extra. Man, you don't want from Tom Downey to toxic Tom to extra toxic. I'm afraid. What's next? You know, Queen really nailed it the best way. It could be raining pussy outside. The Cowboys would still find a way to catch a dick in the face. Like, just... Oh, oh, Lord Jesus. But, Boston Scientific is getting a hell of a shout out today. <laughs> you know, I'll keep this quick. Uh, I hear there was an old saying I heard when I was, and I was just a dumb army guy uh, that always said that you never make the same mistake twice. The second time you make it, it's no longer a mistake. It's now a choice. And that is nailing this stupid ass Dallas Cowboys team because it's Groundhog Day. As because the reasons we fell apart last year yeah, are still here. Yeah. And I heard Mike McCall, excuse me, I heard Fat Garrett talking about we need to be more physical. We, we're not physical enough. Brother, the same mistakes that you were making last year are still here. You were sl- starting slow, like you're hooked on phonics. You can't stop the <laughs> damn run. And penalties galore. And these are issues that persisted even when Mike McCarthy wasn't here. He was busy blowing leads in Green Bay. Facts. 
And now my question for you is, what is fundamentally or philosophically broken with this franchise? Because something is clearly broken, and it's bigger than coaching. It's bigger than players. What is it going to take? Me and you know Other exactly. What, yeah, you know we we we, we know exactly what that answer is, brother. And and it's why. And you've been here for quite some time. It's why I've been saying for years we got to overcome that. Unfortunately, and you, and you and you and that's your, always your rebuttal. Your rebuttal is we'll never overcome it, and that's fair. You may be right. We got twenty seven years of evidence of that, but that is just the way it is with this organization, which is why this, it makes this organization one of one because they don't like to do anything like the rest of the league. So the Cowboys, thus the coaches, thus the players have to overcome the level up above them. That's just the facts of the matter, man. Unfortunately, how the only, the only way is to, to hopefully the ball bounces your way that year. And sometimes that's what happens. So you just need that ball to bounce your way. And, and these players overcome this and these coaches to overcome that. That's just, it is what it is. Toxic. We, we know what the main issue in this organization is. We know that. So is there any way we could have Dan Snyder then actually speak his dirt? Or can we start writing other billionaires to start buying this team? Can we hire private investigators, dig up dirt on Jerry Jones? I'm at the point where I am so tired of losing the same way and being told that, oh, this way is going to be different. When are fans going to wake the F up and realize it's been Groundhog Day for 27 years? Nothing is going to change. Why are you giving these people your money and wasting the belief that, for instance, you real fans who really believed Odell Beckham Jr. was coming here, it's like, what, a Christmas store with the Red Rider BB gun. He eventually gets it, but at the same time, he keeps asking and people keep looking at him sideways. Like, it's, I, just, it's not going to change. I got a We're new, the Knicks, man. I got a new name for You're you. Right. Hostile. Toxic Tom Downey Burner. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too Listen, it, too much succession. What you're saying about the money and all that stuff is, it, listen, that's that's probably never going to change. But I always, I often wonder what's what's worse, giving the team your money or giving them your emotions. Because hmm? you can't get oh, that they back. Got both of them. You can get the money back. <laughs> you can't get that motion and time yeah. back. My last point, Sky, is why on earth would they bring in Sean McShawn Payton when they already have a golden boy putz who will let them have their input and basically be the next Garrett 2.0? Listen to Kellen Moore talk. He sounds like his redheaded stepchild. Oh, yeah, bro. I'll it's take so it off annoying, on that bro. And uh, embrace my... the suck, everybody, because it's coming. Oh, my God. Appreciate you talking. He's fantastic. Thank you all. He needs to call in more. Hostile, toxic Tom about Downey Burner account. Why would they bring in Sean? The only the only explanation for them bringing in Sean would be because he has family ties to this organization. But you're right. Kellen Moore would be the easier person to control. So what is more important? And this, again, I knew Toxic was going to go this route because I know how Toxic feels. And this is a conversation that we will probably have in the offseason if things continue to just be what they've been for 27 years. But I'll entertain it right now. The only reason why they wouldn't entertain Sean is because they can control Kellen. That's it. But boy, I swear. I think I told you before. I really don't know how. I don't know how I would react. If that man is, is the head coach of this team. Phew. 
man. <laughs> I might end up covering all 32 teams. <laughs> Jeez. Man. All right, 215, send us out of here. What's up? Stop drawing, man. Stop oh, drawing. Oh, man, listen, man. No, they was drawn. <laughs> Third and three, we throwing. They was drawn. But go ahead. What's good, bro? Yo, the reason why I didn't call Monday because I didn't want to be like hostile time. Yeah. I wanted to call yesterday. You you didn't do a show yesterday? No, I didn't do a show yesterday. I had some things I had to take oh, okay. care of. I decided to put them all together and just do it all that day. All right, cool, cool. So I, I, I definitely didn't call Monday because I would have been hostile time. But first off, man, I know we're against the time. But, yo, Queen, you're going to owe Queen some money because you're going to have some quotes for Queen just like you do the Friday quotes. You, by the end of this year, the A-B mentality, the alpha mentality, the the nut, the she, salt Peter. The oh, salt. Lord have mercy. Yo, Queen. We that was Queen's get, best call, bro. We got to get Queen paid. We got to get <laughs> I love her. Queen, I love you. Nut. You want to get a nut? <laughs> and it started on Vox's show when she, like a month ago or whatever, she said something about, uh, you know, he don't, he must not be getting no cheeks before the game because he'd be so wound up and, and, you know, he needs to kind of be relaxed. And, and, and then it just went from there. And now she's building on top of it. Oh, Fantastic. I love her. I love her. Hey, uh, real quick. Um, first of all, the 195 games never lost up 14. It's because we always, in the fourth quarter, we always had the blueprint. I know the chat going to start calling me old. I'm 56. I go back from Walt Garrison, Calvin Hill, Dwayne Thomas, Tony Dorsett. You got Emmett, DeMarco Mary, Marion Barber. We always had the blueprint. We always had backs. So the reason why we never lost in 195 games, because we ran a damn ball. Ran a ball. When we were up. It was it's just plain as day. Dude is not going to run the ball. He's going to run the ball one week, and he's going to pass the following week. Just like my man just said, it's Groundhog Day. We've been going through this year after year after year. Like you said, uh, we got to overcome. It's very hard to overcome your owner, your coaches, and refs. It's so hard to overcome all those aspects of the game. So I don't know when we're going to win again. I think we're we're going to win a bowl when Jerry's gone because it's so hard to overcome. But I will watch him every week. We will get frustrated. We will cheer. Be happy back and forth. In closing, two things I saw in that Skins game against the uh, I'm sorry the Washington game against the Eagles. Washington runs that um, jet sweep, but they run the jet sweep inside the tackle. They don't run it wide. They mm-hmm. ran it like five times. And they bring that receiver down, and then he cuts it up instead of going wide. Where we go wide with CB, sometimes he breaks it, sometimes you know, with Turpin, you know. If we can copycat that, that would be awesome. I would love to force to see it. I love the fact that they went back to pushing Dak at the uh, on a uh, quarterback sneaks, just push him, just get it across. But another thing I noticed the um, the uh, crossing pad, the um, on third and long or third and passing. Washington and the Eagles, they was gashing the Eagles on a slant route all night. Simple stuff. And I want to know how many slants did that. you see, brother, against the Packers? <laughs> they was killing them. I mean, I they mean, against the Packers. How many, how many times did you see us, you know, get some easy looks to to, to, to Michael Gallup or whatever <laughs> in, in kind of those critical moments? I don't understand it. Why can other teams do that and we can't? I don't understand that. Matter of fact, the Packers. Critical down. 
third and two, mm. overtime. We're going to keep it simple, stupid. They keep ran RPO. I'm going to put the ball in Aaron Jones's <laughs> belly. If you guys decide to step up, which they did, we're going to pull it. And Deron Bland got worked at the line of scrimmage. Work. Which should have been like a seven-yard completion turned into the game winning 30-something-yard completion. They got to make things difficult. On third, on fourth, third and two, third and three, and fourth and three, we're running. Now, to be fair, there was a slant on third and three, but the fourth and three, we're running. What was it a, a high low concept? You know, where he gets to the top of his his drop and nobody's looking back for the ball open because we're we got nope. a guy running deep on the, the right side, which is not going to do nothing. It's not going to free up anybody. That concept didn't make any sense to me. And then you got C. D. Lamb and. And, and uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, uh, Dalton Schultz, a yard or two within each other. And then you got Tony Pollard kind of just like hanging out over here. I mean, there was just nothing there that whatever, man. I'm getting I'm getting hyped again about that damn play. But I digress, man. I got it. And, and the same thing, just like when Zeke is the starter and Pollard is the number two, we saw the same thing Sunday. I'm screaming, bring Malik in, bring Malik in, change of pace. They waited, they sprinkled him in, I think, in the first quarter, and then they waited to the third quarter to bring him. Why do you have to stick with your RB1 through three quarters? Change your pace earlier in the game. Malik gashing him for seven yards. I don't have a, just, just, I don't give it, at that point, I don't care how they were running it. Z or uh, TP, Malik, just, just run because they both were having immense success. Uh, TP was averaging over five yards per carry. Davis was averaging over seven. Just, 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 just run the ball, man. Just run, just run. Before I let you go, please let me be the producer of a live show in Dallas. <laughs> Bring special guest Queen Martise, oh. uh, my man Tate. We're gonna have a panel. Ooh, we're gonna man. bring all the fans, and we're just gonna have a community. What do they call that thing um, when you do the city thing? The, uh, town, uh, yeah, the city hall, town hall meeting. Yeah, the sit town hall, please, God, let's put it together. You, Law, Vach, we're going to have special guests. I want to be part of the producer. Let's do this, bro. We're going to do this for 2023. Have a good day. Love you, bro. Appreciate you, fam. That that would be uh, very, very interesting, that, that lineup right there, man. That would be very interesting. Ah, good call. See, I disagree with this, Celos. And that is the mistake. He said, if the ref calls the PI on Alexander, we're have, we wouldn't be talking about this anyway. Right. See, that's not what we do here, CeeLos. We would be talking about everything. Win or lose, we're going to talk about the good, talk about the bad, talk about the ugly. Whatever. Even if they call that pass in the finish, still talking about 40-plus, what, passes, Hopefully you get more runs because they run the ball, which at that point, I don't know, man. They decided to freaking throw the ball. I would still be talking about why the changeup and the way we ran the ball. Hopefully we get back to, to what works. Why the third and three slant? Why not run the ball if you know you're going to go for it on four? So, yeah, I'd still be talking about it, but obviously we'd be talking about it in the win. And, and I say this after every game on postgame show. I'd rather be talking about the things we need to improve upon after a dub as opposed to after a loss. He changed it. <laughs> he did. He changed the hostile, toxic Tom Downey burner account. Wow. 
Man, listen, bro. We need to get back on your good side so we can shorten that. <laughs> Toxic said, just pay my bill. We're going to do something. I, I mean, this is this is <clears throat> sidebar. Me and Vach talked about this and hopefully with the roundtable. Doing a live roundtable. I, I, you ever watch Joe Button podcast? All these other podcasts, they do live. Even we do live game day. But I'm talking about something like my man from Philly said, like where it's more interactive with the fans and it's not like recorded podcasts for a show. We just, we just kicking it and we talking to y'all, also talking amongst each other. But we're going to do that. I'll just hold tight. Shaq, I already hung, I hung up the phone, Shaq. Shaq, call in tomorrow, bro. I do want to talk to you tomorrow. We're going to be talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the Vikings offense against the, the Cowboys defense. That's the heavyweight fight right there. But uh, so call in tomorrow. I would love to talk to you about your team, man. Where where can we, where do we have an advantage? Where can where do you think, how do the Cowboys win this game? How do the Vikings win this game? Things like that. So please do me a favor and call in. For the rest of y'all, do me a favor. Hit that like button if you enjoy the show. We back, man. Be back on later. The Vox Lombardi live show. But make sure y'all tune in tonight. Mauricio Rodriguez will be back. A to Z Sports Primetime. You can follow me on Twitter. Scrolling right down there somewhere. On the DFW Turf Ticker. Ask Skywalker Steel. A to Z Sports Dallas.com for all your cowboy stuff. Do me a sh- Oh, oh, snap. I forgot. I forgot the super chats. You're right. Super chat, super chats. Hold up. My bad, my bad. Y'all confuse me with these new names. Oozing toxicity as Marcus Hardest. <laughs> all right, man. Probably miss all the damn super chats. Where are we at? Today is the 16th. Sheesh. My goodness. All right, we're going to run through them. My bad. Super chat. That's why I like to do them as I see them. I just was in a, in a, in a mode here. $2 from Hostile Toxic Tom Downey Burner account. Death taxes in the front office letting this team down. We got time. Super chat. Shout out to oozing toxicity as Marcus Hardison. Says Kellen Moore is our Joe Biden. Oh, Lord. Completely coddled by the mainstream media. Nothing but softball questions. He's never pressed on his ineptitude. Yeah. If y'all ain't. Listen, I'm not telling y'all to go watch the press conference. It ain't nothing you're going to get out of that press conference. But you are you kidding me with these questions? Are you kidding me? Super chat. Uh, King Element, you know it's bad when we don't wipe those 304 sends a serious super chat. Did I miss his super chat? I sure did. Super chat. Shout out that we don't wipe those 304s. Kellen is so frustrating because he shows so much potential with some of his runs, his run designs, but his inability to stick with it is the problem. If you watch this show, you know, I've been saying this all year. You have the bag. You've shown us. Allow that to be what you are. There's no need to go out of that until somebody does something to make you counter. Nobody has done anything to Kellen Moore in regards to these successful run schemes to make him counter yet. But I'm a counter my damn self. Man, this is goofy stuff, man. 
Super Chat. Uh, Sully, ain't it crazy that when everything's turned, when everything turned past, we was run heavy. Now it's going back to run heavy. We trying to be pass happy. Well, in that game, yes. But throughout the season, we've been run. And that's why that's why this game was frustrating because throughout the season, we've been a run team. And against a bad run defense, you decide to throw it 50 times. Let me know. Super chat. Uh, shout out to Marcus Hardison, two dollars. He says Kent, Kellen Moore on the road equals sixty-five pass attempts for Dak. It is. It's goofy. Super chat. And then David Wright, thank you, sir, for the donation. Says Kellen Moore want the head coaching job, trying to make DQ and McCarthy look bad. Got up two touchdowns, and know our run defense is not good, and running an up-tempo offense. I firmly believe. You, now, y'all don't know me. I mean, I don't like to put on the conspiracy act too much. But when I was younger and I watched Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator under Wade Phillips, I was one of them ones that was like, man, he's sabotaging this team. 100% sabotaging this goddamn on team. Now, all of a sudden, when he became head coach, oh, the offense is doing things a little bit differently now. But I digress. I, I don't know if, if Kellen is sabotaging only because I. Oh, well, let me shut up. I'm not gonna bring it up. We're just gonna end it right there, because this is. I don't want that to happen. We're gonna end it right there. All right, y'all. Look, holla at me later on on Vach's show. And then come back tomorrow morning, Thursday. We'll break down the opposite. It ain't. Listen, this is our advantage. Cowboys offense against that defense. The other side, I think, is more of an even matchup, especially given what. Uh, you know has been going on lately and and they've got a dynamic run defense and a, di- a run rush offense and a dynamic passing offense so we're gonna need Shaq I, mean, I know you ain't gonna hear this but we're gonna need we're gonna need your boy Kirk Cousins to turn into the Kirk Cousins when he plays Dallas and that's usually not great so all right y'all let me hit this button and get up out of here appreciate y'all for being here If Kellen becomes head coach, I'm campaigning for this show to cover all 32 teams. Thank you, Alex. If Kellen becomes head coach, this ain't going to be A to Z Sports Dallas. It's going to be A to Z Sports NFL. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace.